Hey there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Balance for Working Moms Podcast. I'm Jenny Summerman, the founder of Your Life Rocks and the host of the show. I am so excited that you're here to be joining me today because today we're talking about a very important topic that needs to be covered more and more. I think we've covered it a couple times on past episodes, but honestly, this is something that we need to keep bringing to the forefront of our minds because today we're talking about comparison. Now, this is something that we all deal with. And I know sometimes I find myself dealing with certain issues. And when I really seek after God in the issue and figure out what in the world is possibly going on with me and why is this particular issue with someone or something coming up, and I really start to look at the heart issue, it is comparison. It happens with my relationships. It happens with my home. It happens at work. So many things that make my heart ache have to do with comparison. And so many friends that I talk to, same thing. So this is something that, again, I feel like is super important that we bring attention to because when we bring attention to certain things, it's like we are taking something that's in the dark and bringing it into the light. And when it's in the light, we can see it for what it actually is, not all of the yucky emotions and the inflation and just all of the things that when it's in the darkness and we don't actually look at what's going on. It creates so much fog around it. And when we bring it into the light, we can really see it clearly for what it actually is, and then we can deal with it. And speaking of dealing with it, you know, sometimes in life, we all go through times where whether there's just been extended period of times where we need to devote time to our work, or we've gone on a vacation, or something has been pulling at us, like maybe we've been sick or our kids have been sick, we need to bring things back into structure. We need to create some clarity amongst all of the chaos of the things that are going on around us. And this is why we have a course called Clear the Chaos. You can find it by going to yourliferocks.com. You can purchase the seven-day course separately, or you can find it included inside Life Balance Membership. In fact, it is the first course I recommend you taking when you join Life Balance Membership. It's a seven-day audio course that every single day you can listen to the lesson while you're getting ready for your day has some simple actions to bring some order to the chaos, give you some structure, give you some little challenges that are easy to do, but bring about big results. Seven days can truly transform the fog and the chaos into something that is more manageable and something that you can really build on and move forward with. Again, you can learn more about the Clear Your Chaos course by going to yourliferocks.com or lifebalancemembership.com. Now, today to talk about comparison, I am joined by special guest Heather Creekmore. She is a writer and a speaker and is all about inspiring women to stop comparing and start living. Her first book called Compared to Who encourages women to uncover the spiritual root of the body image issues and find freedom. Now, her newest book that she is releasing is called The Burden of Better, offers women a journey into the depths of God's grace to find the way off the treadmill of consistent comparison. Now, what I love about Heather is that she brings this message with so much wisdom, practical advice, and humor. In fact, when you see the picture of her, you might recognize her. She was a contestant on the show Nailed It on Netflix. My kids and I love watching that show. And you can learn more about Heather by going to comparedtowho.me. And we will link to that in the show notes. Without further ado, though, let's get into my interview with Heather. Heather, welcome to Redefining Balance Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on talking about this so important issue of comparison. But before we get into all of the goodness that you brought for us, share with our audience a little bit more about who you are. Oh, Jenny, it's great to be with you. So I am a mom of 
before, like you said, but really, <laughs> I'm on this journey that I never thought I would be on because what I spend most of my days, in addition to homeschooling, <laughs> talking to women about is issues like body image and, and comparison, like you said. And these are things that I never thought in a million years I would be talking about out loud to anyone. So when someone asks me more about me, it's like what gets me fired up is really seeing women set free from body image bondage and from the constant drive to compare themselves to others. So my husband's a pastor. He was a fighter pilot turned pastor. So we're kind of a full-time ministry couple, but I also a blog and I have a podcast and I write books, like you said, and homeschool and, and try to do all the things, just like all the women listening to the show, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's a lot of things that you are doing. And you know, the thing I think is so amazing too, is about a lot of the things that you are doing is really pouring out into other people's lives, which can sometimes be exhausting. It's a highly rewarding, but it can sometimes be exhausting, especially when you're homeschooling for kids mm -hmm. and all of the other things that God has called you to. So talk to me a little bit about balance and how you refuel yourself. Yeah. You know, for me, balance is about priorities. I feel like I spent a lot of years trying to like get the right number of hours in the right buckets, if you will, <laughs> to, to make it all figure out. And really what God has shown me over the years is I have to do first things first. And it's hard sometimes, Jenny, because I'll wake up and I'll be like, go oh, have a deadline today. I'm just going to like hop right into work and get that done and knock that out. And let me tell you, those days never go well, <laughs> right? I, I, skip, I skip my Bible reading. I skip time in prayer. I skip my other priority, which is homeschooling my children. And I just go right to work and everything falls apart, which should have taken 10 minutes, takes an hour and a half. Homeschooling is like one of the hardest days ever. Like all the things just crumble. And so what God has shown me again and again, because I'm thick, I have to learn this lesson <laughs> repeatedly. But, but it's like, okay, Heather, if you just wake up and you spend your time in the Word first, spend some time praying, then focus on the kids, get the kids through their school stuff, because like, you know, it doesn't take that long. But mm -hmm. if I just can prioritize that, then I have the time and the space to get done what I need to get done work-wise. And, and it just, it works that way for me. <laughs> now, it doesn't mean it doesn't get derailed some days, you know, by like the unforeseen. Right. But but if I can if I can do my best to stay diligent to keeping first things first, life works so much better for me that way. Oh, my gosh. I'm so there with you. Like my morning routine is sacred to me because mm -hmm. it really is the start of my day. And if the day I work, I wake up late or something weird happens and I'm not able to like fully do my routine in the morning that helps me focus on what the priorities are for the day. I just feel like the whole day just like next thing you know, it's four o'clock and nothing's right. gotten done. And I feel <laughs> right. like a crazy mess. And you know, there right. you go. I'm like, right. what happened? I don't even understand what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. It. I love this. So what made you decide to really talk about comparison as a as a key topic? Because you know, even as we're talking there, I'm starting because I know we're talking about comparison. I'm comparing myself to you, you know, thinking about what must you have in your morning routine? And maybe there's some magic thing that you have in your morning routine that I don't have in my morning routine. And we automatically, I think, go to comparing ourselves to one another, yeah. both in a healthy ways so we can learn from each other, but also in unhealthy ways. But what made this topic really stick out to you as something that you felt like needed to be addressed? 
Well, I love that you mentioned the word magic (laughs) because really where my comparison journey started was in a struggle with my body image. And God took me on a journey to realize and to recognize really through His grace that my body image issues were not going to be magically fixed by fixing my body in any particular way. And so really in, in working on that, and that's what my first book is about, that's what I really started this whole blogging and podcast podcasting journey to focus on was was the body image issue. But in that, I had women who were finding freedom from body image issues like they'd never known before, but saying, okay, Heather, but I still compare the way my house looks. And I still compare the way my kids act. And I still compare my marriage to that marriage I see on Instagram. And, and so that's what kind of forced me into broadening my approach into like, okay, God, like you gave me some good answers on body image. Happy with that. Now, how do we fix this whole issue of comparison that's holding us back in all these other ways? And so so that's that's where it all began. I love that. Isn't it so God so good? Like I I think that he does this so many times with so many people is that he'll like show you this little thing and we think it's just this little thing. But then when we start to lean into him, he's got so much more for us, for growth and for blessings and blessings that we can give to other people and use our gifts in those ways. And I just think it's so amazing the way that he he does that and it reveals himself in those ways and things that we would never even think that would concern him. Yet comparison is one of those things. And absolutely, we talked about this ahead of time, but this show is obviously not about the fluff. We want to get down mm-hmm. to, okay, Heather, what do we do? Yep. How do we fix this? We want yes. results. <laughs> and this is one of those things that I feel like it's, it's one of those topics. It's not like organizing your house, right? Where it's like one, two, three, four. These are the things that you do and you're going to see immediate results because we're dealing with a heart issue and a head right. issue and so much more. But even with that, I think that there are things that we can focus on and you've put together some amazing four tips for us about this. And so I know the first one that you really talk about comparison and and not just talking about comparison, be a thief of joy. And I love that this is your first Mm -hmm. tip because I think so many times we can speak in platitudes Mm -hmm. about things and we can say these niceties that don't really connect with the things that it needs to connect to. And I think comparison being a thief of joy is one of those things that we just kind of see on, you know, t-shirts, cards, Hallmark everywhere. Absolutely. But what does it mean? Right. It's cliche, right? And cliches never actually fix anything, right? They make cute memes that we can press like on on Instagram, but then we keep comparing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like it doesn't solve anything. So I think tip number one from me is stop just talking about it being a thief of joy and actually see and understand how this is destroying your life. And I don't mean... I mean, that's a big word, destroy, right? But but we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I think that the comparison trap, that's the cliche, right? But comparison is one of those ways that the enemy comes in and subtly tries to steal things from our life. And it's not just our joy. It affects relationships. It affects our work. It affects all these things. There's all kinds of data out there. I mean, the science out there is amazing about what comparison actually does to us. In fact, one study that I looked at when I was writing my book, The Burden of Better, talked about how they had done they'd done a study with primates. So I'll be honest with you, Jenny, I get chimpanzees and monkeys and apes, like all of them kind of mixed up. I know one has a tail, one doesn't. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, 
<laughs> I'm going to say primates, okay, to be safe. But but what they did was they took the male and he was, I think they mate for life or he, they had mated or whatever. So he had a wife, essentially. <laughs> and they put, they put another female with the male and they watched what happened in the wife's brain. And what happened was the similar kind of reaction. She was obviously jealous, right? But what happened was a similar reaction to as if she had been rejected. So it wasn't just that she was jealous of this woman. It was as if she processed seeing that as if her man had rejected her, which takes it to another level, right? Like it's one thing to see someone and have a jealous thought, but it's another thing to feel like you're rejected. And so I think it's really fascinating to just stop and recognize that when we compare, our brain is doing things with that information that we're not even aware of. And so it's processing, in some cases, processing that like, oh, look at her hot body, my body's not that hot. And then processing it as everyone has rejected me because I'm not as hot as that girl, which isn't true. Right. 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 But that's how we feel. So it's really important to stop just relying on these cliches and understand from the science what comparison is doing to us. I love that you bring this up and and really talking about like the data and what it can actually do to our brain. And it's amazing how quick we can come up with a whole story like back behind that, like within a matter of seconds and we don't even necessarily know that we're doing it. I know I've caught myself doing that same thing with some body issues that I have in relationship to my marriage. And, you know, my husband might not even have noticed that girl, but I'm making up a whole story about how Uh he wishes that I looked more like that or that I was taller or that I, whatever, right? So, so right. Yeah. And then I get angry with him. And then he's like, right. what can I even do? So <laughs> right. It doesn't he's even clueless, right? affect us, but it can yep. affect people around us too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I talk all about that in my book. I've done the same thing lots of times to, to hear or see my husband with a blank face going, what are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> like, you missed the narrative in my head for the last two hours <laughs> after we saw that like commercial <laughs> on television, <laughs> right? So yeah, it, it's it's amazing how we do that and, and fill in those blanks with our own narrative. That's, that's, that's not truth. So the number one thing is just to really think about it as like, it's very a real thing. There's data about how it affects our brains. It affects our relationships. It affects our goals and the things that we're actually doing and the actions that we're taking. So it's not just about it's stealing our joy, but it steals a lot of other things too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's stealing from us in many ways, robbing us blind in some cases. Oh my goodness. Okay. So number two, so now that we've kind of have seen it, I like to say it's like pulling something out of the darkness and putting it in the light so we can truly see it for what it is. So now we're truly seeing it for what it is. Tip number two is to see it in the way that the Bible sees comparison. So talk to us a little bit about this one. Yeah. So, so we talk about comparison, just us comparison. That sounds kind of nice. And like I said, with the cliches, it's like, Oh, shucks. I know I shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, but, but here's the truth. The Bible uses different words for comparison. The Bible uses terms like envy, jealousy, covetousness pride even. And it's not super fun to talk about these things, these sins. But if we view comparison as seriously damaging us, and if we're going to the Bible to look for the cure to comparison, we have to use the same terms (laughs) that the Bible uses, right? And it's not that God just doesn't want us to compare ourselves to others because we're unique and we're special and all those things that we've all heard a hundred times, right? He doesn't want us to compare ourselves to others because it's sin that he hates and that Jesus had to die for. 
And that's a little hard to swallow at first, I think. But I think that there's great freedom <laughs> when, when we can recognize, oh, wait a second. That's not just a little pet that I need to, you know, try to put in a cage to like, you know, keep a leash on my comparison so it doesn't go too wild. No, this is a pest that needs to be eliminated. This is like, I live in the South. Cockroaches are real. Like you don't (laughs) want to like put a cockroach in a cage, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like they will multiply. And once you found one, you know, there's a thousand more hiding somewhere else, right? Like it's comparison is a pest. And these are little sin issues that are creeping up in our lives and doing damage to us. And the Bible's telling us, hey, hey, free yourself from that. Hey, avoid this sin. And we've got to pay attention. It's the striving. (laughs) It's the ideal us. A lot of these comparison issues are rooted in idolatry, where we believe something other than Jesus will save us. It's a modern day idolatry. We're not bowing to statues, <laughs> but but we're believing if I could just be the ideal me, then I would be free or joyful or happy or be able to rest. And the Bible's telling us, no, 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 you can't envy your way into rest. <laughs> you can't pride your way into freedom and joy. You can't covet your way into happiness. Like, and so, so that's that's the the ball of the ball of marbles there in terms of just using Bible words for this helps us be clearer about Bible solutions for this problem. I love it. As you were talking about this, I was just reminded of one of my old pastors that I had when we used to live in Arizona, and he would say different things in his sermon that were like tough to hear, and he called them throat mm-hmm. punches. And I was like, this yeah. is like a throat punch from Heather, <laughs> right? So right. For us to all to be like, <laughs> yes, it is a sin. Because sometimes yeah. I feel like when we think about sins, and of course we don't want to sin and we want to turn away from sin and we want to repent from any sin. But when we're scrolling through Instagram and we're stopping and we're looking at the way that, you know, gosh, their kids are dressed so cute for Easter. Mm-hmm. And my kids were like <laughs> barely out of pajamas for Easter, you know? <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, we, we do kind of fall into to this comparison trap, but we don't always look at that as sin. Right. And sin can turn into, you know, the small little thing that can turn into something really big if we don't nip it in the bud right away and repent and turn away from that sin. And so I think that it's important, like you said, call it for what it is, the way right. the, the Bible sees it. One thing, Jenny, real quick is that in in the book of James, there's a list, I think it's James 4, the beginning of it, where Paul just kind of rattles off some different sins. And envy is part of this list, but also on that list is like sexual immorality and orgies and sorcery and stuff like that, where you're like, oh, wait a second here. Like, I remember like the purity rings. <laughs> like that's, that's like the era I grew up in, right? Like we were, we were told over and over again, you know, to wait or whatever. But envy, like no one has an envy ring, <laughs> right? right? You know, like, like there's swear jars, but there's not like coveting jars, <laughs> you know, but God equates them all in this list in the book of James. And it's like, that was a throat punch to me <laughs> when I read it. Cause I was like, oh, wait, you really do take this seriously, God. Like it's as bad as as witchcraft? What? <laughs> How can yes. that be? But but there's danger there. Wow, there really is. And it's amazing too. I think, you know, as you were talking about all of the different ways that it can kind of seep in really slowly and the idolatry version of that and the implications of that, I just kept thinking about like how much on social media and everything around us, society and the culture that we are living in really kind of pushes this towards us. And and if we don't see it as sin, it could be really dangerous. Right, right. We'll just stay there. We'll stay stuck there. Yeah, that's amazing. 
Okay, I had to interrupt this episode to ask you a question. How are you implementing what you are learning from this show? I mean, it's really great that you're investing in yourself to learn how to grow in each area of your life, but I want you to really apply these things so that you can reap the benefits of a more balanced life. If you're not sure how to begin, I wanna invite you to join Life Balance Membership. Inside the membership, you'll find courses to help you create the habits that allow you to move forward with what you are learning. Plus, you'll have resources for each area of your life to help you take the guesswork out of figuring out how to create balance for yourself. For example, we have a full career guide that guides you through annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily routines to help you reach your career goals. It's actually what to do, how to start your work day, wrap up your work week, type checklists, and more. And that's just one area of life and one resource in it. Plus, you'll get access to the membership community and our member-exclusive podcast episodes where we take things to the next level in your self-coaching, like how to set boundaries and what to do when you struggle to make a new habit stick. You can try it for free for seven days, which is the perfect amount of time, by the way, to take the seven-day Clear the Chaos course. It's an excellent place to start. Just upgrade inside the Your Life Rocks app or go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more. Oh, and members save money on things like our 12-week program, Life Balance Method, and the Life Balance Planner, and so much more. So join inside the app or go to lifebalancemembership.com. So one of the things that you talk about in not getting stuck there, (laughs) your Mm -hmm. tip number three (laughs) is to practice gratitude. And this is one of those things that I have... I get so committed. Like I'm going to really be diligent and intentional about practicing gratitude. And then it lasts for like six weeks and then I move away from it. And then uh-huh. like a couple <laughs> months later, I'm like, I need to get back into my gratitude journal or find yeah. an app or whatever it is. But I know that this definitely is something that produces great results. So talk to us a little bit about practicing gratitude and what that has to do with comparison. Sure. Well, there's all kinds of science out there about practicing gratitude and just the tremendous impact it can have on your life. But what I believe is that for Christian women, we have to first understand grace before we can effectively practice gratitude, right? Because anyone can practice gratitude. (laughs) You don't have to be a believer to be thankful that you have a house or thankful that you have food, right? right? And so my my book kind of walks you through a journey of grace before I even talk about gratitude, because when we fully understand God's grace for us and what that means to our identity, what that means to our purpose, like how he's wired us and gifted us and how he's growing us and sanctifying us and how sometimes he's even doing good things through the suffering in our lives. Ouch, no one likes that, <laughs> right? But but when we can see gratitude through the lens of grace, that makes our gratitude so much meatier. That's when gratitude really starts to change not just your your life and your attitude and your mental you know outlook. That's when gratitude gratitude really starts to change your heart. Then you're thankful at a much deeper level than ever before. And we were talking last night in my small group about blessings, right? And my pastor spoke yesterday morning about how we're so quick to be like, oh, I got a great parking space. What a blessing. <laughs> but <laughs> but God wants to give us so much more than that. Like in the book of Ephesians, we're told about all this power we have through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, right? And we're just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful for the parking space. That's I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Right. And and so it's like, I think when you look at gratitude through the lens of grace, that's what like takes it up a notch. When and like I mentioned, suffering, where even the times in our life that are hard, the trials of life, we can still be grateful in that because we know that God has this 
bigger plan, that he is a good father who can see all things that we can't, (laughs) right? And we can still be grateful even in times of trial and tribulation. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And I do think that sometimes we get stuck in the little when we are just, you know, like you said, the parking spot. We forget like the big that God is. And obviously he's the God of the small things and he's the God Mm -hmm. of the big things. But sometimes I think that we can kind of get our focus skewed sometimes. And I'm wondering, you know, as I'm like thinking about everything from the first tip that you kind of gave us all the way through this one, if almost comparison is like an addiction, you know, where Mm. it it does kind of change that and put that mark on our brain. And then it does start to kind of become this sin that we repeatedly go back to because we get some kind of a payoff. And maybe it does also then affect our gratitude in a way because we're almost addicted to the I'm not good enough, or this could be better, or what's that next step for me? Yeah. Well, it's really an addiction to self. Yes. Right? I like to say fixing your eyes on your thighs, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like if you're staring, I mean, just like physically do it. Like if you're listening, just physically look at your thighs. You can't see anything else, <laughs> right? <laughs> All you can see are your legs, right? You maybe, if you have good periphery vision, maybe you can see a little bit around you. But, you know, but when your eyes are fixed on yourself, it affects everything in your life, right? And then with comparison, I think a lot of times what we're doing, and maybe even subconsciously, but a lot of times I have women that I work with that'll be like, well, I don't compare myself to others. I just compare myself to the me that I want to be. And that sounds really like healthy and noble, right? And I remember, you know, way back in college, like cutting out pictures of of women in magazines that I wanted my body to look like and all these things. And But there's this real fuzzy area there between like goals and ideals and idols, right? And so I think what happens is we cross the line and you said the word addiction, which is so perfect because addiction is really focusing on the one thing at the sacrifice of everything, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we do when we're addicts. And that's really what happens when we're addicted to self, when we're focused on self, focused on meeting our ideals. We are so driven on, I've got to lose this weight. I've got to get this kind of firm body. I've got to meet this business goal. I've got to, you know, do this thing. My house needs to look like this. You know, I need to reach the next level so I get this promotion. Like we're so focused on the one thing that we sacrifice everything. And I think Jesus is saying, hey, down there, the one thing should be me, <laughs> not that weight loss goal, not that job promotion. And again, not that those things are bad. And that's what's tricky about idols, right? They don't have to be bad things. They can be good things. But it's when we put those at the forefront saying, if I just get that, then I'll be saved. If I just get that, then my life will be better. That's when they turn into problems in our lives. And that's when we're really disobeying God and and sacrificing what he's asked of us. So with that being said, do you feel like practicing gratitude in whatever it is that you're wanting that next thing to be? Like if you think, oh, well, if I get this ideal body or if I lose just 10 more pounds, I'll be happy. Then do you feel like in order to combat that so it doesn't become the idol when you're practicing gratitude, really being grateful for the things that make you happy right now before you get that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if your gratitude is some sort of, we'll go back to the word used early, magic, some sort of magic <laughs> formula, right? Like if I just say three gratitude statements a day, then I will lose the weight, right? Like that's, it's magical thinking, 
<laughs> right? Which It'd be which, nice if you know, that was the case. Right. But it's like, it's this magical thinking. It's like the if-then thinking. It's all of those things all at once. And it really distracts us <laughs> from just living, right? Because then we're saying, I'm going to start living when I meet that goal. And gratitude becomes this like means to an end. And I don't think that's what God means when he says, you know, be joyful in all circumstances, you know, praise the Lord always, like rejoice always. Like he's not saying be grateful so that you can get better things here on earth <laughs> to make your life right, better. Right. He's saying be grateful because you know that you already have the best thing and that's that's Jesus. And you know that this earth isn't the final game. This isn't the big party, right? This is just, this is the warm up, right? This is the, if you're a Christian, this is the only hell you'll ever experience living on this earth, right? So it's only going to get better in the future. And we have this future hope that we, we can be grateful now because we have such a great future hope that we don't have to get sucked into the if-then mentality. We know our then, our then is, is so much better and, and in eternity. Ugh, what a beautiful thing to be focused on. You know, I mean, really, when you think about it, like our flesh will always be trying to distract us from that Absolutely. vision. But if right. we can constantly be bringing our vision and our focus back to that, it just solves everything. I mean, that's why we say like balance is possible here at Your Life Rocks when you put God first in front of everything in your life, because then everything will be balanced because you're not out of balance. It's in perspective. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So speaking of perspective, let's get into tip number four, because I, as we've been talking about all of these things, I keep thinking about the outside influences and the things Mm -hmm. that can trigger us into taking our focus off of Jesus and right. onto our thighs. <laughs> right. So right. talk to us a little bit about how we need to be careful about the things around us. Yeah. 11937 says, turn my eyes from worthless things. And that's part of my litmus test. Okay. Am I looking at worthless things? I have this other test, <laughs> which I call the H and H test. And it's, is it holy? Is it healthy? So I like to use the example of a man and, and women struggle with lust as well. But, but just because I'm a woman, I'm married to a man. It would I buy him a subscription to, Playboy. I don't even know what magazines are out now, but, but would I buy him porn for his birthday? Well, no, I wouldn't because it wouldn't be healthy for him and it wouldn't be holy for him and it wouldn't be healthy for a marriage and it wouldn't be holy for a marriage, right? So when I think about what I am consuming media wise, whether it's Netflix, whether it's novels, movies, even what I'm seeing on Instagram, are these things triggering thoughts that are healthy and holy for me? And if they're not, then they fall into that category of worthless things. Then I'm taking myself intentionally, right? Because I chose to turn on the TV or I chose to pick up the book or I chose to scroll or follow this person. I'm taking myself to a place of worthless things and it's going to have consequences. It's going to make me feel down about myself. It's going to, like we talked about earlier, I'm going to watch that Netflix show and I'm going to see too much of a woman and my husband's going to want to be intimate later. And I'm going to be like, yeah, no, because I don't look like her. And so it's going to affect my marriage, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And it, it affects so much or, you know, from a business perspective, right? How many times have you gotten on Instagram feeling really good about something you just did, right? Like, oh, I just launched this thing. I feel great. And then you get on there and you're like, oh my word, the person with like 800 million followers did the same thing. Well, now I suck. I just shouldn't bother. I'm just going to take it all down. I'm just going to delete all the posts, yes, delete the whole yes. series. You know, all those things 
And it's, again, it's worthless things, right? Like, why did I need to get on there? Like, God asked me to do it. Like, like why do I have a scarcity mentality that there's only enough room for one voice? There's only enough, you know, space for one person to do this thing. No, if God called me to do it, he's going to make space for me to do it. He's going to send me the customers or the listeners or the people that he wants me to reach. So so why, why bring in these outside influences that take me in that spiral of despair or depression? or anxiety or all those things and just watch what I'm watching. Watch what you're looking at. Watch what you're consuming. You know, I work with a lot of women. I'm a body image coach as well. And I work with a lot of women that struggle with body image issues. And I'll tell you, one thing I see over and over again is these women very carefully watch what they put in their mouth. They can tell me how many calories they ate, how many macros they ate. They, They know it all. They know about nutrition. But then when it comes to what they consume with their eyes, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, I, I like that fitness, even Peloton, okay? I love me some Peloton. But there are certain instructors I can't watch. I can't do their classes because I sit there for 30 minutes and I'm like, oh, sitting on the bike. <laughs> Not sitting on the couch. <laughs> I, <should> clarify that. <laughs> I sit and watch Peloton. No, that'd be crazy. Um, but, you know, I watch them and I think, oh, that takes me to a bad place. I'm no longer like having a good experience exercising. Now I'm like in comparison land and thinking, why isn't my body as good as hers? So yeah, the bottom line, you have to be careful what you're consuming with your eyes. Does it pass the H&H healthy and holy test? Or is it a worthless thing? And if it's a worthless thing, make a decision to to get it out of your life. Press unfollow, unsubscribe, (laughs) whatever you need to do, get away from it. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. And then yeah, it's like, so one of those things, I think it's so so easy to say and so hard to do because kind of going back to the addiction piece of it, sometimes like we, like that gives us our like little fix, right? Of that comparison addiction. Right. But then how often does that really work, right? Because we kind of get on there looking for affirmation of ourselves, right? Like if yes. I get on here, it's, it's, it's just so tricky. And I really think it's a scheme of the enemy, right? We're like, I'm going to get on here. I'm going to see how many likes I have in my last post. And it's going to make me feel good about me. And then what happens instead is yes. maybe, maybe you get a little dopamine hit from the, you know, 17 likes you got or whatever. But then you scroll and you're like, oh man, her post had 14 million likes. Well, I'm just a loser, <laughs> right? And it's, so it, it does work that way. So we have to stop trying to derive identity and value and worth from comparison. Like comparison, (laughs) the crazy thing about comparison is, so I like to say comparison's ladder has no top rung, right? Comparison only exists. Oh, that's good. In when, well, excuse me, I was going to say better because that's what we're striving for, right? When we compare, we want to be better. Better only exists in the realm of comparison. You can't have better without comparing yourself to another person. And I think what what God says is, no, that's not where I want you to derive your better from. (laughs) I want you to derive your better from Jesus, from my words. Like, I've got something better than all the better you're seeking. So let go of that better and be free and rest and find joy and find peace and stop striving so hard. It's making you crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. Oh my gosh, Heather, these four tips have been really, really helpful. And I so appreciate that you put them together in such an actionable way that we can turn away from this sin that is comparison. Now, is there any parting thoughts, anything that we didn't talk about that anyone out there that is just like, but Heather, (laughs) I need you to understand, but Heather, like what would you give to that person that is just like, okay, I feel like the Holy Spirit's like really speaking to me through this message, but I am like kind of in a little ball here. What do I do? 
Right. So I think the question then is, where do I start? Right. Because it's not like you're going to be like, oh, that was such a great episode. I'm going to stop comparing and I won't do it starting tomorrow. Right. (laughs) Right. Like it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Right. And so, yeah, I mean, real life is we're all going to struggle and we're all going to be tempted with this (laughs) until we get to heaven. Right. But the place to start is listening to your body and listening to really those thoughts in your head. A lot of us have had thoughts in our head that have been there since we were kids. Thoughts about our value, thoughts about our worth, thoughts about our bodies, thoughts about our intelligence, like you name it. They've been there and they've been with us for so long that we've stopped hearing them. They're just like friends (laughs) and they're not friends, right? Because they're not helpful. But, But so step one is start listening to those thoughts and recognize them as lies and then do what the Bible tells you to do and take those thoughts captive. And so sometimes those thoughts are just with us all day long. Um, And then sometimes those thoughts are triggered, right? Like they're triggered by seeing that post on Instagram or by seeing the Netflix show. And so then in addition to listening to it, then take action after that. I, I know for me, I start to get my stomach gets a little funny. And it used to be that I would just go on with life, right? Like feeling that little anxious stomach. But now what I have to do is I'm like, why is my stomach anxious? Oh, it's anxious because I just saw that Instagram post that said exactly what I wish I had said in my Instagram post, but she said it better. And then I have to stop and be like, wait a second here. Should I be upset about that? Am I comparing what's going on? Or I'm envying the fact that she has a larger audience than I do. I'm envying the fact that she used better words, in my opinion, than I did. And okay, God, forgive me for that envy. Let me step away from that. You know what? I'm going to trust that you have a purpose for my words, and you can use my words to speak to someone too, and I'm going to let it go. And then that little feeling, that little anxious feeling in my stomach can go away. <sighs> I've solved it. Okay, go on. But but don't just keep plowing through thinking, not going to compare, not going to compare. I've got the blinders on. I can compare. No, you've got to just start listening to what's happening inside your body. Our bodies are, are awesomely made to give us clues <laughs> when we get upset about something. But most of us are just too busy to listen. So, so step one is start listening. Ah, oh, so good. So, so good. Well, Heather, thank you so much for sharing so generously with these. And I know that this is going to be a message that that God's going to use in tremendous ways with people. And I just thank you so much for providing this topic because it's not a topic we like to talk about, no. obviously. Yeah. Anything that kind of, you know, hits us in the gut or hits us in the throat is not something that we're like, <laughs> yes, let's do more of that. I love being convicted of things. It's amazing. So I so appreciate that you are really leaning into what God is calling you to do and bringing this topic more into the forefront in such a fun and lighthearted way. Now, if people want to learn more about you, read your book, listen to your podcast, where can they do all those things? I am at comparedtowho.me. And my podcast is Compared to Who. My first book is Compared to Who. My second book is called The Burden of Better. And they're both available on Amazon, christianbook.com, Barnes & Noble, all the places Christian books are sold. You can find them everywhere. Awesome. And we will make sure we link to everything that Heather mentioned in the show notes. Heather, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure, Jenny. Great to be with you. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.